0: Hello, everybody. This is Casey Sampson, and today we're going to talk about pricing your home. Pricing your home in 2022. Now, one thing to remember, you have online pricing engines out there. You put your address in, you're going to get the wrong number. You're going to get an unreliable number for your house. So you really, I know it's entertaining, but it is not something you can bank on. Let me show you how to price a home in 2022. Okay this is how we do it. It's been very successful for us. All right. So this is kind of the next generation of, of pricing. It's really going to help people understand, you know, valuing your house. All right. So the first thing we do is always look at what does the internet say your house is worth, right? Because this is what the buyers are looking at. They're out there looking at uh home snap. Realtors are looking at realtor.com or RPR or Zillow. So we need to know what everybody's saying. Now, here's why it frustrates me that the engines are so inaccurate because this house sold for $1.2 million. So it actually sold for whatever that is, 375,000 less, more than realtor.com said it was worth. Sold for whatever, $325,000 more than HomeSnap. So, so you can see, and I see this every day, I price homes. So. Please, you cannot rely on some of these, whether you're buying or selling, you cannot rely on these. So this is another house that we were putting on the market. We look at it and it looks like they're saying it's worth about a million dollars. Well, it sold for $1.31 million. I'm going to show you, you know, how this disparity happens and how you should price a home. So this is the way you do it. First of all, you go to the tax record and the tax record has certain information we need to know what is the assessment on the house? Okay, eight eight hundred 813,000. So homes sell at a percentage of that. Let's say the average house sells at 120%. Okay, well, there's one number, all right? Down here, you have square footage. Another way of you know, deciding what houses are worth is what is the percentage of assessment? I mean, what is the, the price per square foot? of this number right here of the average house. So you can apply it there. Then you want to know the age of the home. You want to know, you know, what the basement, how many square feet are finished in the basement. You want to know the lot size. And basically what we do is we put it into my model that I've been working on for 13, 14 years. You put it into the model. And then what we're going to do is it's going to generate who, you know, what the ranges are we're going to be searching. Because we really our comparables have to be similar age. Similar size, similar location, and they can't go back more than you know, 150, 160 days. So in this case, we're looking for houses between 700 and 900 thousand on their assessment. We're looking for homes that are about 2,900 to 3,600 square footage. So same size, same age. The age is uh, 1979. So we'll go back 10 years and forward 10 years. Okay. So now we. We put these numbers in and we find out how many comparables we have within a one mile radius. If I need to increase those or decrease those to make sure I get the numbers I need, then we'll do that. But here's what it goes into. It goes into our worksheet. And the worksheet is going to tell you how many days on market these comps sit. This tells me it's a, buyer's, it's a seller's market. The age, how old is the house, and here's the average down here. What are the size of all these homes? There's your average. Lot size. What is the average assessment? Okay, here's their assessments. There's the average. This is the list price. And this is the sales price. The reason this is important is, you know, let's say I list a house at 1.1 million and sell it for 1.3 million. Okay, well, people are going to look at the 1.3 and say, let's list it for 1.3. I never would have got 1.3 if I listed at 1.3. I had to start at 1.1. Okay, that's where the buyer pool was. So all these numbers are interesting to me. This is price per square foot, average price per square foot. This is the assessments. So the average assessment is 126%. So if I apply all of this to my house, I'm looking at about $336 a square foot, which would bring me into about 1.09 million. 126% of my assessment is a 64. Uh, I'm sorry, a 30. So the average is a million 64, okay? Now, as I'm looking through these houses, I'm looking through which one of these comps will stay and which will go. So I look over everything. I'm looking over, do they have pools? What type of homes are they? What city are they in? What are their elementary school? What's their high school? You know, I need to know what, so if I want to eliminate any, I can eliminate the older ones. You know, if it's been on for a long time, then take that out. So I can prune these down to come up with what I call the appraisal quality comps. And this is what the first thing that the seller will say. They'll see that there's five prices. If the home is in as-is condition, which means you haven't updated it ever. If the home has been dated, which means you haven't updated it in a long time. If home is customary, which means you have kind of updated some things. If it's really updated, you know, then you've... Really kept up with the trends. Now you're up here, and then if you've been totally renovated, which means you did everything within the last five years to this house, basically you're going to be up in this level. Okay, so so now we start getting into, well, what condition is the house in, and how do I know what that's worth? Well, here's how you know. So right here, as is, never updated, dated twenty to thirty years has been since you updated customary, 10 to 20, about right. And then if you've updated within the past five to 10 years, you move up to updated status. If you've updated in less than five, now you are at renovated status. So we're going to look at the capital improvements and we're to look at the cosmetic improvements. Now, capital improvements, kitchens, bathrooms, you know, roof windows, this is not something we will do when we list a house because for every dollar we invest on this side, we're not getting back a dollar. We're getting back about 50 cents. So capital improvements are not something you do prior to listing a house unless something is so dated that you really need to do something just to make the house saleable. So only in emergencies do we use capital improvements. Now on the cosmetic improvements, for every dollar we spend on that, we know we get back seven bucks. So, so look at that as an investment. New paint, hardware, lighting fixtures. I can't tell you that when somebody's looking at this house online, if they see 2021 lighting fixtures, it really pops their eye. If They see the proper paint. If they see the right hardware, that's what drives them into the house. They start thinking more of a renovated house, a very updated house. So we will definitely take a look at with sellers and make sure that we're in the fours and fives on this side of the sheet. Okay. So what does that do? In this case, the house rated out at 4.5. So if you take your needle and you move it up to 4.5, it's somewhere between that number and that number. Let's pick 1.15 million, okay? Now, after we've come to that, so now we're up to 1.15 million. Now, where do we go? Well, they have some things that other houses don't have. We call those add-ons. These are extraordinary updates. A pool, okay? Well, they don't have a pool. Well, what would this pool be worth? Well, in today's market, it could be worth fifty dollars to $75,000. But let's say twenty-five, dollars Because I play this like the price is right. You've got to put out a number, but you can't go over. If we ask too much, we're never going to get it. So we need to keep these as reasonable and conservative numbers. So I put $25,000 for a pool. They have a nice uh, screen porch. So let's let's give it $20,000. They have a premium lot. Backs to the, you know, open area. It's got a big front yard. Spectacular. So let's call that maybe a $25,000 lot premium. So now we're at about $70,000. So now you can see we've gone from 1.15 up to about 1.2, 1.22. So now we're over $1.2 million. So now I'm thinking we should expect, considering that I'm being conservative, we should expect, that we get somewhere around 1.25. And if we really can churn this market up, maybe we get even more than that. So what we always do is we always tell the sellers, if you get this number here, you're going to walk from the table with that. So we're taking into account, what are your commissions? What are your taxes? What are all the rest of that stuff that you pay? So in this case, 1.2, you're gonna walk around about 1.15 million is walk out the door money. Now, I'm projecting we're going to get 1.25 million. The question is, where do you list it at? Where is that buyer pool at? Well, in this case, a customary buyer pool is at 1.1 million dollars. So, if we start asking 1 million 150 or 1 million 2, the buyer pool shrinks, and before you know it. You're starting to get less and less people looking at this house. What we're trying to do is get more and more people to look at this house. We're trying to get a bidding war going on. So I asked myself, if I think, self, if you think you're going to get 1.25 million, can you get there from 1.1 million if if that's your list price? And the answer is absolutely. We have had 200,000 over list price. We've had 250, 275. So getting... 150 or 200,000 over list price is nothing for our team. So, if I went off at 1.1, am I still safe? I could get 1.3 if I really, if it's really worth it? The answer is yes. Okay. So, we talked about it. We talked to the sellers. I think the biggest buyer pool is at 1.1 million. Let's go off at that. So, let's take a look at what happened. This estimate is a million dollars. That's what they think it's worth. Zillow said 975,000. So I know it's gonna go off at one point, it's worth maybe 1.25 million. So I look at 1.1 as the perfect place to start because I'm really looking at what is everyone looking at on this estimates? Well, if if you've got a house that's 200,000 over what it's online talking about, it's gonna be a little more difficult to get buyers into the house. So I felt that this is a middle ground between this number and that number. So I put it on at 1.1 million. We had 130 showings in two days. It did clog the street up a little bit. We had 20 contracts only because we told people, unless you're 100,000 over list price, don't even bother writing a contract. And here's what we got. We got 10 contracts at 1.2. Six contracts at 1.25. And four contracts at 1.3. So we finally settled on a house that is 300 a price $300,000 more than the Zillow estimate. So this is why you've really got to do it the old school way. I mean, I know technology is great. Sometimes you just have to go old school. All right. So the question is, can you be consistent with this? The answer is yes. So in 89 listings, we sold them for $90 million. Now that says that each listing is a little over a million bucks. We did it in an average of seven days. Okay, the market here is about 39 days. We did it in seven. Because, you know, if you keep it going before seven days, that's when everybody's bidding the houses up. That's when the action's going on. That's when people are throwing out home inspections and throwing out appraisal contingencies, removing them from the contracts, bidding up way over what the houses were. So, seven days was our average. Strategy also produced 128% of the assessed value of the house, that was our average. Now the market average is 121, which means that our house is sold on average 7% higher when you look at the assessment than the rest of the market. Well, based on the size homes we sell, that's $70,000. Now, if you take our top 50 homes, not all homes are easy. If you take our top 50 homes, they sold at 133% of the assessed value, which is 11% percent higher than the market average or about $110,000. So we made our clients $110,000 more using this strategy, using the pricing and whatnot than the rest of the market. We only had three homes had home inspections. We only had three homes had appraisal contingencies, which means that 86 homes had no home inspection, no appraisal contingency, and got Lord only knows, $70,000 to $100,000 over what the rest of the market would have had. That is the value in pricing. So there's four pillars. Today we talked about how to price your home. The next meeting that we have will be on how to prepare your home for a 2022 buyer. Everything we learned out of 2021, we'll put it in 2022, and that'll be our next discussion. The third pillar to a a recipe in our recipe of a successful Listing is marketing. Market to people not in your MLS, just in the MLS area. Pull people in from other areas, areas where they're looking at going, I just can't find a home for $1.3 million that I like in McLean. Well, have you looked in Vienna? Because our homes are $200,000 less, you can get more house. So, what we're trying to do is pull people from McLean, pull people from Arlington. If I have a Burke listing, that I'm pulling from different areas. I'm trying to pull them into Burke. There's only nine homes sold over a million dollars in Burke. We sold either three or four of them. And, and so we had to pull people in from outside of that normal Burke shopping area and we did. So the third the third pillar is, is marketing and the fourth pillar. See, we're doing all of this just in coming soon. We haven't even gone live yet because the fourth pillar is to do a predictive analysis to make sure do you have the buyers there do you have showings lined up do you have people favoring the house how many people are favoring it how many people love it online how many people are looking at it how, what's our buyer pool six six thousand seven thousand or four hundred um how many people went to the website how long did they stay what country are they from what city are they from how old are they you know all these statistics are they male or female? You know, how you know, all of these statistics are, are compilated on Tuesdays. I work like crazy on Tuesdays talking to sellers, going, We're thumbs up on our price, we're ready to go, we have everything we need to go, or we do not have a buyer pool at this price range on Chainbridge Road. God love it, we were at 1.35 million. We did all the marketing, it's the most pretty house you've ever seen. There was no market at 1.35. We needed to move the list price to 1.3. We got a ton of activity. We got everybody in the house. They bid the home to 1.49. Now, the reason we got $190,000 over list price was because we got to a bigger buyer pool. We got a lot more people in. Before you know it, you found people bidding on the house. They had to have it once they walked in. And that's the job. Get the people in the door and let them fight over the house once they get there. So, you know, those are the four pillars. Today we did how to price your house. My name is Casey Sampson. Next week, we'll talk about preparing the home. You can reach me at Casey at CaseySampson.com or 703-508-2535. And if you are, if you're looking for what is your home worth, even if you're a realtor with Sampson, you're saying, what is this home worth? Can you put this in your model and let me know? Text it to me with your name. Let me know if you're a realtor or homeowner. Text it to me, only for Samson Property Realtors. I'm not going to do it for any realtors outside. But if you really need a house price, just shoot it to me. And then you can, at least we can tell you what the customary value of that house will be. Then you move it up and down the scale. We'll see you again next week on Coffee with Casey. Again, Casey at CaseySampson.com or 703-508-2535. Bye now.